Um, I get to stay up here this morning because I get to share the word with you guys. So hopefully you guys are excited. Um, Hopefully more than uh, you're clapping for me, you're excited to dig into the word of God. You're excited to actually open up your Bible and see what it has for you guys. And that's actually what I'm going to share with you this morning, the importance of the Word of God, the importance of using your Bible, the importance of finding wisdom. We're going to get there in a moment, but I can't pass up a day like today, a day like graduation Sunday, without sharing a little story with you guys. Can we have story time real quick? Um, sorry, I, sorry, camera people in the back. I'm way over here. Um, I'm going to go that side too in a bit. Um, Graduation Sunday is important to me because I, 19 years ago, was on this stage. They did it a little bit different back then. They like pulled up all the seniors, all the actual graduating seniors, and they asked if we wanted to say a little thing, give a little speech for Graduation Sunday. And I was a senior, and, and it was this stage here. I did actually ask Autumn if she wanted to say something, and she declined that one. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think enough time has passed that there's a bunch of you guys that don't know this story. Young people, you guys know this story. I shared this in the outlet before. But 19 years ago, 19 years ago, just imagine in your mind, 19 years ago, the year is 2002. So some of you weren't born yet. Some of you guys had been, lived many years already, 19 years ago. Uh... But I was, you know, I was 18 years old. I was a young guy uh, trying to live my life for Jesus. I had recently, uh, early on in my high school years, I, I was really pushing for really strong academics. And I, was, uh, I had my eyes set on USC, going to be an engineer and do all these things. Um, I was taking every honors, every AP class and all that stuff and, and really set up to do that. Uh, but in, in my junior year, I think it was, we had um, a youth event. We had a summit at Angelus Temple. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if you guys have been to Angelus Temple. I highly recommend it. It was the, the founding Foursquare Church um, in Echo Park, and we were able to go there, and it was really cool, a really fun experience. Um, and in that, in those moments at Angelus Temple, uh, this isn't my actual. This is the side quest of my story. This is the main story. But I'm just saying, God kind of changed my life, uh, and I heard God speaking to me very clearly and telling me that uh, I was not going to go to USC. I wasn't going to be an engineer, but I was going to give my life to serving Him in terms of. Um, ministry would be my, my job. Uh, so instead of going to USC, USC uh, I changed my plans. Now, I mean, obviously I hadn't a applied and all that stuff. I'd changed it early enough that I hadn't done any of that stuff. But I changed my plan from doing that to going to uh, Bible college. I went to Bible college instead of going to USC. Uh, and in that moment, I started changing the direction and changing the path of my life, changing where God would have me go. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I heard God so clearly, and I knew that that is what God had for me, and I was so excited. And, and I was already on the path. So um, I had this. Uh, so back to 19 years ago, 
I'm, I'm 18 years old. I'm a senior. I'm about to graduate. Graduation Sunday in church happened before actual graduation in high school, so um, I was able to like come up here, uh, and I stood on the stage, and they gave me a few moments to talk. Now, uh, our senior pastor at the time, Pastor Jan, um, kind of gave the service over to the youth pastor, who was Pastor Chad, and I was close with my youth pastor. Um, he taught me a lot of... Uh, a lot about ministry and, and worship and, and, and just in general, he, he was like really there for me as my youth pastor. So before graduation Sunday and he's telling me you're going to have some time to talk, I told him my little plan. I had a plan for graduation Sunday where I wanted to share some things and I wanted to, um, I also wanted to do something else. I'll tell you in just a second. And my youth pastor's like, if you know Chad, he did this. He would do like a, a weird smile nod thing. Um, and he's like, okay, I like it. Uh, what I didn't know is he, he took in the plan, but he did not pass it on to our senior pastor. Our senior pastor didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, but I told who I thought I needed to tell. So I come up here. It's 19 years ago. The, the sanctuary looked a little different. There was like some archways. There's some, some different stuff going on. But it's the same room. It's the same room. And I'm up here, and, and I'm... And I'm pretty nervous. I mean, I've been public speaking uh, at least once a week, probably since then. But at that point, I was still at the close of my public speaking. It was one of my first chances to, to get to talk in the sanctuary in front of not only young people my age, but also some, some older people. And I was a little nervous. And I remember taking the stage, and there was like an older lectern type thing. And and I just remember standing there and reading the verse that, that God had for me. And, and graduation Sundays are a time when, you know, you think about the next steps of your life, the next stage of your life. So I wanted to give something to share. Um, and then I went into some, I went into this Bible verse. And I went into Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. There's some people in this room right now that I think were there. It was many, many years ago. Um, so I get to Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and 9 through 12, and I read this Bible verse. I say, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And at that moment, everyone's like, this isn't really on par with the verse I thought you were going to say. But at that moment, I invited that girl, Cheryl. She was a girl at that point. I mean, she was, she's older than me, so I guess she wasn't a girl, because I was 19 and she was 20. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I was 18 and she was 20. So we were, we were much younger. She's, I mean, like I said, she's two years older than me. She's very old. Um, <laughs> so I invited her up on stage with me. I was still in high school, remember. I hadn't graduated yet. I was still in high school. I pulled her up on stage with me. I did the classic. I got down on one knee. 
I opened up the wedding ring and I asked her to marry me. Right here on this stage on graduation Sunday. It was exciting. I thought it was cool. I think I, I was like so nervous. Uh, I'm not sure any of you dudes who have proposed before, but I was like so nervous. I, I got down on my knee and I'm like shaking. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't believe, I, I mean, I had planned for it. I, I knew what I was doing. And I go and I take the ring to put on her finger and I drop it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> scrambling. And I put the ring on her. She said yes. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't come away from this graduation Sunday and being on here and sharing that story because it really set me up for the rest of my life. Uh, Cheryl and I have been, uh, we got married the next year, 2003, so it'll be 18 years in a couple months here, um, that we've been married and we have been part of youth ministry pretty much the whole time we've been married. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. Uh, and for those of you guys that are 18, just, just finishing high school, um, this is like a new chapter, a new beginning. Graduation Sundays, even those of you guys uh, going into high school, those of you guys going into high school, it's a new chapter, a new beginning, a new chance to be who you want to be. Even those of you guys in finishing fifth grade, coming into sixth grade, you guys are middle schoolers now. You're no longer kids. You're youths. <laughs> you are youths. You are young people. What's the best way to say that word? You, youths? I just... You, you're teenagers? Not quite, though. Um, you guys are young people, not in elementary, not in kids' ministry. You're forming who you are going to be. It's not just what your parents tell you, although you should do what your parents tell you. You should honor your father and mother. But it, you're formulating who you are, who your own personality, who you are. Um, and then for all of the rest of us, graduation Sunday is not just for the people graduating high school. It's not just for the people graduating middle school, going on to high school. It's not just for people going from elementary to, to, to middle school. It's not just for people uh, making those steps in their school lives. Graduation Sunday can be something for all of us because we all have a choice to be who we want to be, who God has called us to be. We all have that choice every single day. God says his mercies are new every morning. Uh, God says that as he has breathed life into us, it's our choice to live for him or not. I think we need to choose God every day. Uh, I think every week, you know, Sundays is a good point to gather together, to be unified, to hear the word of God, to, to be charged up, to be filled up, and to go out into your week and share the gospel where you go. To be charged up to deal with the things you have to deal with at work, the the curmudgeons that you work with at work, or hopefully the really awesome people that you work with at work. No matter who you're around, we need to be charged up and filled up with God's love so that we can uh, live who we're supposed to be and minister and share God's love wherever we go. I think every week is a new chance. You know, sometimes uh, I found myself 
especially when I worked. I, I am so privileged that, obviously, I, I work here at the church. Uh, I'm a youth pastor and associate pastor, and I work with young people. I also uh, am a teacher, so I also work at Desert Christian Middle School. It's such a privilege. That's a, a nice, awesome Christian environment also. For 17 years before that, though, for 17 years, I worked um, at In-N-Out Burger. So if you didn't know that about me, surprise, I used to make some burgers. Uh, I was a manager. Um, I was a manager, so I was at Lancaster, I was at Palmdale, I was at Santa Clarita, uh, all around here. We went to Arizona for a little bit, I was a manager over there. Um, so I was a manager at In-N-Out for many, many, many years. Um, even though In-N-Out technically is like a Christian-owned company, it's not like a Christian business. The, that When I worked, uh, my secular job is when I found myself tested the most uh, starting, you know, starting my work week. Going into work, actually even every day. Uh, every day was a different shift, different people, different managers uh, that I was working alongside. Um, and every single moment, uh, I felt myself surrounded by um, different people. And some of them was easier to get along with. Others were not as easy to get along with. Uh, you guys probably know that. Even if you're students, some of your classmates are really easy to get along with. They will be your best buds, your BFFs forever. And, and you'll, you'll be, you know, in the back, uh, hanging out, having a good time. But other of your classmates, other of your coworkers, are not the easiest people to get along with. Um, and I found myself, at times... Um, especially in the, the dynamic that I was in, the, uh, in, as a manager in and out, I felt like I was pushed to be more aggressive than I wanted to be. I was pushed to be more, and I feel like uh, at times I would look back and be like, wow, why was, why was I being so mean? All the other managers around me were being mean and being really aggressive and really harsh, and I just felt that. Um, and, and there were many times working there where I felt like I had to reset, you know? I just need a mental reset. I need to be filled up with God's love, and I need to go, and I know I can lead people without being mean. I know I can lead people without being aggressive. Even if every single other manager around me is mean, uh, even if every other manager is yelling and aggressive, I want to actually lead um, with love and lead with care and, and, and do those things. So many times I felt, found that I just needed a reset. I just needed to take a breath, know who God called me to be, know who that I am, and step forward. So no matter who you are, no matter if it's talking about the workplace, no matter if I'm talking about how you relate to your family members, uh, no matter if it's you graduating from high school, going on to high school, whatever step you're at, we all have a chance to be who God has called us to be. You have a chance and you have a choice to be who you want to be. I'm not sure if you find yourself like I did at times. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I am not a mean person. Why are the words that are coming out of my mouth so mean? I, I feel like we can all take a second to just pause and reflect, and we have that choice to say, that's not who I am. I'm going to be who God says I am. Um, so especially, it's, it's especially important for you going on to a new place, though. So if you're go, moving out of high school, moving into high school, going into middle school, uh, you get this choice, like kind of like going to a new job, showing up for your first day and you're ready to go. You're like the new kid on the block. Um, but the same thing. My first day of sixth grade, some of you guys going into sixth grade, 
Some of you guys going into sixth grade. Hopefully, you guys don't have a bad, as bad of a sixth grade as I did. My first day in sixth grade, we were, I think, throwing around like a Nerf football on the, on the grass field, and, and we're just having a good old time. I wasn't like the most athletic. Uh, I was a big nerd bomber. You guys, you guys all know that. Um, I tell you the stories all the time. Uh, but I, I went to get the, the football, and I ended up falling and rolling in the grass. And when I came up from falling and rolling in the grass, stuck on my arm is a bee. And the bee stung me in the arm. And I'm not sure if I felt it, and it was so painful that it made me cry. But as soon as I looked down and I saw the bee here on my arm and its stinger like in my arm, like I wanted to be like, you know, this is my first day of sixth grade, I'm a middle schooler, I got all that, I'm a cool dude. But nope, that didn't work out for me. My first day of sixth grade, uh, the bee stinger was in my arm and I just started crying in front of everyone, like at the whole school. I'm like crying. <laughs> bee stung me. And I go to the nurse's office, and, you know, the nurse is like, why are you crying, you silly dude? And, like, she pulls the bee off and gets a little stinger. She actually had to, like, squeeze my arm and get the stinger out, and I'm, like, still crying and calling my mom. Mom, I got stung by a bee my first day of sixth grade. And she's like, okay, do you want me to come pick you up? I'm like, yeah. She's like, too bad, I'm not coming to pick you up. <laughs> go back to class. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, yeah. My mom was, my mom was that mom. I don't, I could wake up in the morning and be like, my tummy hurts. Okay, go to school. Get ready. Get out of here. Mom, I have a headache. Uh, go to school. Like no matter what, like, go to school. Like, I not when I was contagious, but if I was just uh, not feeling well, that, you're going to school. Um, so hopefully, you guys, first day of sixth grade. Uh, hopefully it's not as bad as mine. Hopefully you're not crying in front of your whole class. Uh, you guys probably, at least at my school, the sixth graders, the first day, they like can't open their locker, they can't open a lock, things like that. You will be okay. Don't cry. Don't have a panic attack. It will be amazing. Um, a lot of times on Graduation Sunday, we share life verses. Um, I want to share two life verses, and then I'm going to get to my main text, and I'll do it real quick for you guys. Um, a lot of people choose life verses on Graduation Sunday something to, you know, I'm going to stand by this verse, and I suggest it. Um, there are things that, there are things that when we put in the effort to remember, do impact our lives. Like if I said right now, everyone quote John 3.16, we could all say, for God so loved the world, he gave, wow, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> but we could all say it by memory, right? Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We all know it. I wasn't sure what version I was going to go to. Um, but life verses are important. When you put the time in to remember something, it will be there with you. It will kind of be like a default. The promises of God are important for us. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they choose life verses, uh, it's important. It's something that sticks with you. A lot of people choose, uh, have you ever heard the one, uh, Joshua 1.9? It says, you know, about being strong and courageous, it says like this. I'm going to read NIV today um, because one of my life verses that I'm going to read to in a second, I, I just like the translation of NIV a little bit. 
Uh, Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I think that's a great life verse. Especially when you're moving on. You're going to a new job. You're going into high school. You're going into middle school. You're going to a new place. Be strong and courageous. Don't be discouraged. God will be with you no matter where you go. Young people, don't forget that. Um, I also really, really enjoy, and this is one of my life verses, is actually the verse right before it. So jo- that's Joshua 1.9. Joshua 1.8 is one of my life verses. And I like this one a lot, and it's going to lead us into the main passage that we're going to get to. It says, keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, and this was the kicker for me, I remember picking this verse as I was going off to college. And then it says, so remember this book of law, keep it in your lips, meditate in it day and night, be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. I think uh, that this is a life verse for me, Because I needed to know that God was with me, but I also wanted to feel that he was going to be the one setting my place. He was going to be the one illuminating my path. He was going to be the one finding my success. Because no matter what, and yes, I can try my hardest and I can find some success and I can do this or that on my own. But to be really who God has called me to be, I'm not going to be able to do that without God being there for me leading the way. God is the one who will give us success. God is the one who will give us that ability to prosper. God is the one who will give us an abundant life. I'm going to come around to that in a second. The main passage I'm going to read for you guys this morning is going to be in Proverbs chapter 2. And I have three points out of Proverbs chapter 2 that I want to share with you guys. Um, I really wanted to talk about wisdom this morning. I think it's so important for us to seek out wisdom in our lives. I think it's so important for us to seek out what God has for us and what God says about us and what God says about our situation more than what we think or more than what we know. We know God's ways are higher than ours, right? So as we open our books to Proverbs chapter 2, I'm going to flip there also. I think I'm going to read like the first 11-ish verses. I'm going to read Proverbs 2, 1 through 11 for us, and then we're going to pull out three points that I want to leave with you guys on graduation Sunday. Three points for taking the next step in your life, whether it's going on to high school, middle school, whether it's starting a new work week, starting a brand new job, whether it's starting just a new day. These are three steps that are important for us all the time. All right, Proverbs 2, verse 1, my child... Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Have you ever had that one AirPod fall out of your ear? 
especially like when you're laying in bed and it goes down on the side of the bed and you're like, I'm so tired, but I don't want to forget about this and I don't want to forget where it is. And you like have to search and you're going down and like you can't reach it. You have to go under your bed. Search for wisdom like it's your lost AirPod, please. Maybe even more. Search for it like it's a hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. You will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. God, give me some more common sense, please. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. And you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you, and understanding will keep you safe. I think it's so important that we know the Word of God. I think it's so important that we seek God above anything else. Above anything else. You know, we need to seek God and the wisdom that He gives. You know, wisdom, wisdom is also a part of understanding God. You heard that in there, right? As we seek wisdom, we understand God more. If you understand God more, you feel his love even more. As you, as you understand who he is even more, you realize how much, how much bigger he is, how much bigger his love is than we can even possibly ever start to understand or imagine. Wisdom is what will set you up to make the right choices in life. It says it will give you the right path. You'll know what to do. Now, I mean, it's not, it's not as easy as said, it takes studying. It takes uh, actually seeking out wisdom. It's so important that when we gather together, we're always opening our Bibles. We're always learning about God. We're always learning about His love for us. Every time we gather in the outlet. Now, we have fun times. We play games. We do the egg toss. Who said that in the video? Uh, we, we, we play fun games. We do fun things. I think, and I don't ever devalue those times because I think it's important to build up community and make it a family where we can love and encourage one another. But it's not just about the fun times. Every time we gather together, we will open up our Bibles and see what God has for us. Every Sunday in church, we will open up our Bibles and see what God has for us. But studying the Word, seeking wisdom, is more than just a Sunday morning thing. Studying the Word is like eating. The Word of God is like food for our soul. Now, I know some of you guys get pretty hangry after missing one meal. Imagine if you didn't eat for a full week until next Sunday came around. We need to constantly be filling ourselves up with God's Word, filling ourselves up with the tank, filling ourselves up with what God has for us, especially because this world is going to try to do the same. There are so many things out there trying to get our attention. The, there's, you know, the, the, the popularity, the, the Instagram likes, the, the Facebook posts, 
who knows what's going on in politics? Who knows what's going on in your family? You know, what, in your friend group, this person said this to that person, and all these things are going on. Did you hear about what's going on at work? All of these things. And then they could be good things. They're just not as good as God. You know? There could be the next cool Marvel movie. You know, Black Widow is finally coming out. We've been waiting for like a long time for, for the next Marvel movie to come out. Black Widow is finally coming out next month. Um, it's okay to, to have cool things going on in our lives, but none of that is anywhere close to how good God is. None of that is anywhere close, even in the same realm of how good God is. And, and we put so much time and effort into it. The, you know the Netflix thing? You just watch a show, and then you, the next show will just, the next episode will go, and then the next episode will go, and then the next episode will go, and the next episode will go. Four hours later, are you still watching? Uh, I'm just passed out on the couch. Yeah, I'm still watching. You can, you can watch all the Netflix. You can listen to all the movies. You can do all the podcasts. You can read all the books and try to fill up so much. There's unlimited supplies of entertainment out there. If you're into sports, you can, you know, wh whatever sport's on right now, and then it's basketball playoffs, and, you know, baseball's going on, and then football season's going to start. We, we can fill up with so much stuff. We can fill up, fill up with so much stuff, but none of it is close to how good God is. God loves you so much. So how about on the next, on, the, on, on your Bible reading plan, oh, am I going to read the next chapter? Maybe four hours later here. I know my eyes are tired. Um, let's put in some effort. Let's put in some effort to something that really matters. Let's put in some effort into something that will build us up. Let's put in some effort into some stuff that, that will really um, build us up, encourage us, show us more of who God is, and, and show us his love, and then that pours out of us into the people around us. Let's do some of that too, right? I think wisdom is so important. Um, point one, I said I'm giving you three points. We're coming down. I'm going to give you these three points at the end here. So point one, uh, I've kind of been alluding at it. Uh, wisdom is freely given. Point one this morning, if you're the note-taking type, wisdom is freely given. Uh, in Proverbs 2 there, it says, tune your ears to wisdom. All over, it's talking about how wisdom is important. It talks about how in wisdom, we will uh, get to know God more. As we get to know God more, we can feel his love even more. Um, wisdom is freely given. You are not alone. God is with you. I know this year has been rough. I've been talking with the young people a lot, actually, the, the past two weeks, uh, specifically and multiple times throughout this year. I've been talking to them about mental health, how it's important, um, just like our physical health is important to eat, right? Our spiritual health is important to, to make sure we're reading our Bible, but mental health is important, uh, and mental health uh, it comes from knowing God is your creator. It comes from knowing that God created you not only uh, in his image, but he created you to have a relationship with you and to love you. And if we understand those things, our mental health uh, can, can come into balance. Uh, I know a lot of times we, we have this low self-esteem, we have this feeling of isolation, we feel anxious, we feel depressed uh, when we feel isolated and when we feel like we're not in relationship 
especially not in relationship with God. That's when those kind of things come into our minds. If you know and understand that God loves you, that God created you in his image, that you are in his likeness, and he created you to have a relationship with you, that will help alleviate some of those pains and some of those struggles. That will help you realize that you're never alone. God is always there for you. God loves you no matter what. No matter what you do, God still loves you. And God is still pursuing a relationship with you. Through it all, God loves you. He is there for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is always with you. Always look to him. Always rely on him. Tune your ear to wisdom at all times. It will let you know who God is more and more. Another important thing on the, on the first point of how wisdom is freely given, uh, there are so many people in your lives that love you, that care for you, uh, and that want to be there for you. So this is something I say to the young people in the youth group all the time, that they have leaders and youth pastors that care for them. Um, but it's important for everyone, no matter what your age, it's important for everyone to have someone that is a mentor, someone that is a spiritual father or mother, someone that they look up to, someone that they can get advice from. You know, so many times people think that they know everything, that they have all the right answers. I, I've made enough dumb mistakes in my life where I thought I knew it right. I thought I knew what was going, what I needed to do. I didn't check with God. I didn't check with anyone else. And I went for it. And I realized that was a really, really dumb mistake. And if I had just asked someone, they could have given me that advice that probably would have saved me from a big heartache, a big, big, terrible situation. So many times um, we, we think we know it, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Obviously, look, look to God first, but you should all have some people in your lives that you can look to that you can ask for advice in tough situations. Uh, point number two that I want to give you this morning, wisdom is God's protection. Wisdom is God's protection. Um, there in Proverbs 2, it says, He guards the path of the just. He guards the path of the just. God wants to protect you and save you from some of those pitfalls in life, some of those turmoils, some of those hard things. Um, God wants to protect you from that. He wants to save you from tough situations. You know, I love a great testimony. I love how God is loving and how his death on the cross paid the price for our sin so that we can come back from anything. I love a great testimony. You know, so I've, and I've heard many, many great testimonies, testimonies of healing. But, you know, I've also heard a lot of the testimonies where someone would say, like, I had a rough past. I was doing things that I shouldn't do, sinning over and over again, caught up in addiction, caught up in this and that, and God saved me from that, and I now can live for him because he died on the cross, and he paid the price for my sin, and I have, now have salvation and redemption through what he's done for me. Uh, I love a great testimony, someone who maybe has served time in prison, doing all this crazy stuff, but just as much as I love a testimony... I love the stories where someone can say, I listened to God and I didn't do that bad thing. 
I listened to God, and I didn't do that bad thing. And I, and I had someone in Bible college uh, tell me, he's like, I, I kind of feel ashamed of my testimony because I didn't really do any big bad, like we all sin, we all mess up, we're all doing, you know, we're, we all fall short of the glory of God, we all need his salvation and redemption, we all have sinful nature, but uh, one of my college classmates, uh, he, he's telling me, I, I feel ashamed of my testimony because I don't, I didn't do drugs, or I didn't do this, or I didn't do that, and I don't have this crazy comeback story, and I remember our RA at the time, he, he came in, and, and I was, I mean, I didn't say, like, the same thing, I feel ashamed of my testimony, but I was feeling the same thing, like, I don't, I didn't do anything crazy, wild, stupid that I needed this crazy testimony from, uh, and, and my RA, we were in our dorm, and he said, you shouldn't be ashamed of your story because that is still your testimony and that was God working on your behalf. God also saved you from addiction and drugs and all these things, but he did it through wisdom and making good choices. And I think that is super important. And I think young people, so there's a lot of young people over there, but there's young people all over the room. I, I think that too many times we, we just hear the, the crazy wild testimonies, but let me tell you, it is possible for you to make the right choices, to make the wise choices, and let God's wisdom be your shield of protection against some of those pitfalls in life. God's wisdom is your protection. That's important. The third point this morning, wisdom will lead to joy. I think that God wants us to be the most joyful, most happy, most abundantly living people. But sometimes we feel, I, I feel like some people around me are too sad and depressed. God loves you. And yes, we go through things, but keeping our eyes on what God has done for us and how that's bigger than anything else will give us joy. We'll, give a, we'll have peace that goes beyond understanding to cover all that. And we should rejoice in all things because God is good. In, in Proverbs 2 there, it says, Wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. God loves us so much that we should be full of joy, full of life. God wants you to live your best life, the most abundant life. Too many times we think abundance. You know, you know uh, in Proverbs 10, 10, it says the, 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 the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God comes to give you life and life abundant, right? Too many times we focus on an abundant life, meaning money or meaning material things. And I just laugh. I have this funny laugh. Uh, you didn't see the outtakes of the video, but I, I literally like, have this full laugh when people think that abundance is about money. Because God does not care about money. He does not care about material things. The thing that God is talking about when he's talking about abundance is he is talking about love and, and meaningful relationships. God is talking about love and meaningful relationships. When you know God, you will have an abundant life because you are filled up with the most love you could possibly ever have. Too many times we think we don't have this or that, and, 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 and we get sad or we get discouraged. But God's love is so much bigger than any of that. Meaningful relationships, your relationship with God is bigger than anything else. Your relationships with each other. You guys should have meaningful relationships within your lives where you are loving people, where you're caring for people, where you're able to kind of 
share some burdens with each other. You know God will take all that away, but we need peers. We need people that are going to be there for us. You need your mentors to, 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 to shoot some ideas off of, to, to kind of vent with a little bit. But when God says you will have an abundant life, his abundance has nothing to do with money. It has to do with love and meaningful relationships. And you guys are abundantly blessed in every way. You guys are abundantly blessed in every way, and that should give you peace. That should go beyond anything else, any worry or any anxiety, and know that God is there for you. That should give you great joy. Great joy to know that God loves you. I was once a sinner, but even when I was a sinner, God still loved me. God still took the cross. God still paid the price for my sins so I could be right with him. And I'm not going to be silent about that. I'm going to share that with everyone I see. I'm going to let the love of God influence my life in every decision that I make. And it might not be my words saying God loves you, but it's going to be my actions. It's going to be how I live. It's going to be how I treat people. I'm going to let God's love fill me up to abundance, and it's going to pour out of me. I think that we need to pursue wisdom in each and every decision we make in our lives. And wisdom is not earthly wisdom. All good wisdom, even the secular people, all good wisdom actually comes from God anyway. We need to seek wisdom with all that we have, allowing it to be our shield of protection and filling us up with joy. So for all of you guys, graduates, moving on to high school, moving on to middle school, uh, making the next step in your life, or just trying to live the next day of your life, choose wisdom. Choose what God has for you and let him fill you up with the thing that matters most. Let me pray for you guys this morning. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to share the word this morning. I thank you so much for such a special Sunday where we can honor people uh, moving on in grades. But God, I also pray that people would draw close to you. God, I pray that you would uh, be doing big things in our lives from the youngest to the oldest that we would choose you in all that we do. God, I pray that what we fill our lives up would be you. God, I pray that we would let your wisdom rule in our lives, protecting us from some of the pitfalls. God, I pray that your love would fill us up. I thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, I pray this morning as, as we see more decisions made for you, as we see more people getting baptized, as we see more people uh, choosing you, I pray that that would be contagious. I pray that it would spread in our families, in our schools, in our community, and that we would see more people come to life with what you're doing. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name.